0: Hey guys,
1: I'm André boas listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget,
0: whatever happens, the future is bright, future's lily-white, come on you Spurs.
2: Hello, <laughs> uh, Giles has burnt himself. Hello and welcome to Season 12, Episode 5 of Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. And I'm Giles. We're here, a 2-0 win. It was nice and easy, I think. I don't think they were ever going to score, were they? Oh, I, I know what you mean. It was um, it's a bit of a
1: strange game, was it? Firstly, it was like a brilliant Premier League game, like mm. intensity, tackles flying in, like it's the type of match you want to see as a supporter. Um, I know what you mean, ASD. It was like it felt like we were under it for large points of the game without really being under it. Like Loris didn't really have to make any saves, but it felt a little bit dangerous. But we was, were was solid. You know, there's a bit of grit and a bit of resilience about this team that is great to see.
3: I think it was everything you expected, wasn't it, from a Forest away game? Yeah. How, how, what
2: are your feelings on Forest? You, do
1: you
3: have love that it. emotional...
2: You love, love them, is it? Is I, love,
3: that the I love emotional that, I love
2: history?
1: That, absolutely love that they're back. Mm. Um, do you know what it is as well? Like, Forest in their heydays before my time, right, as a football fan. But I love, like... It's almost like a road to glory, isn't it? Like the the old big sides like coming back, and it's like I can't really remember a time of Forest even being in the Premier League. So it's like to actually have like a new side up there rather than the same ones yo yoing all the time. I think it's great. Um, the fan base look amazing. The kit the kit is easily the best in the league. Like to have no sponsor, yeah. I love it. I want to see a little bit more of that. Um, and I think in Steve Cooper, i have got a very very good manager Forrest. He's done an incredible job, was it when they were in the relegation zone, I think when he took over last year, and he's got them up, and it's like that is that's sensational, so I'm really pleased to see Forrest up, you know, like they seem to be trying to play football the right way as well. You know you get a lot of these sides come up, don't you and they do the the big Sam let's hoof it, defend you know eleven behind the ball and all that but actually they they seem to try and take the game to the opposition, which is um which is a pleasant surprise so yeah, I
3: think it's great having them back. What, what do you think, Gels? I think, um, no, I agree with you. I'm marginally older than you, you both, as ASD likes to remind me at every yeah. opportunity. So I do I do remember Forest and But they, I mean, they're a big club, aren't they? End of, yeah. So having them back to ace, and they do play good football. I mean, they sign everyone going at the moment, which is interesting, at yeah. least. They remind me a bit of Brentford. It, I think it must be for the crowd, having waited so long to get back to the the relative big time they must be going bizarre I know two Forest fans and they've, they've they've just been giddy for the last few months ever since they got promoted so I think that energy was so apparent today yeah. and I think they'll do it'll be much like Brentford last season they'll be a tough team to play yeah I think they'll
1: make their home ground a difficult place won't they like I can't imagine many sides going there and having an easy ride like, I know we've won 2-0 today and we probably should have scored more and we'll go we'll go on to that in a minute uh, I'm sure but like yeah. it wasn't easy. And like they beat West Ham 1-0 the other week. And again, that was a game that was very just awkward for West Ham. So I think every team that go there, it's going to be, like, oh, you know, this has got potential to be a bit of a banana skin. So if they can make their home ground a bit of a fortress, then they've got every chance to stand
2: up. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, it, it did annoy me how they just kept on singing about the European Cup. Like, we know what we are, champions of Europe. Very few of the people in that ground would have seen that. Because they won the European Cup in 1978 and 1979, like the, those two years, it's it just it was a bit, bit entitled. I thought I uh, you might have heard me just leave the room because I um I went to try and find I've got my 94 95 sticker album which has got Nottingham Forest in it. You know, right. Alfinger Harland's in there. I think Mark Crossley's in there. Remember that one, um, David Phillips. I think was the other Welshman in there. So there was a few Stan Collymore um's in there, so they're like they're, I remember them. They they're part of my Premier League, you know. Like my I in, my instinct is like Leeds are in there, Wimbledon are in there, you know. Um, I I want to talk about the penalty. Should Steve Cook have been sent off? I don't think he's a very good defender. I think he should have been sent off for deliberate handball and a goal scoring opportunity. Oh, I'm not sure. But but, I, can I lay out my argument? Place. My argument is, I think the ball would have got to Kane, but let's forget that. But he thinks it's a goal scoring opportunity. So he has punched the ball away to stop a goal, whether it's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. He thinks it has. So his intention is to stop the goal from happening. I'm not for just nearly alley like sendings off, but I think that's a legit sending off. It's deliberate handball to stop for him to stop a definite goal scoring opportunity.
3: I think it had to be. The, what what annoyed me actually when they kept they kept using that freeze frame where, it, albeit only a split second after his hand had hit the ball, but he had raised the ball by a good inch, so it clearly looked like in that static shot that it wasn't about to land on Harry Kane's head, but it clearly was. You watched the trajectory of the ball; it was landing slap bang. And if there's anyone on the pitch who was going to score it, it would have been it would have been Kane. So I'm just pleased that it doesn't matter. But like imagine yeah, yeah. if they had equalised and it was a one all, and then I'd be yeah. livid. But I'm just pleased it doesn't matter.
1: I'll be honest I'm still not 100% on what the handball laws are anymore and that's that's why I say I don't know because it it, does it have to be a deliberate handball and then that's probably that's probably where there's an element of doubt of like can there be 100% it was definitely deliberate now we'd probably look at that and say well it looks more deliberate than accidental but there's that seed of doubt that might have been what saved him and given that when a penalty gets given against in your plan Spurs, apart from today, it's a guaranteed goal as well. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. It's a difficult one. He is he, a strange defender, Steve Cook. Like he has those moments of madness, and you see something like that in a Premier League game. And you just think, like, what's going through the defender's head? I just think. The only reason it wasn't a red is there were just probably a couple of question marks where like they have to be absolutely certain to send him off because the referee's initial decision wasn't to send him off. So they've almost got to prove the referee wrong to do it, to overturn it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. I thought it was more of a red than a yellow, though. I think if you're going to give him a yellow card, like I I didn't understand that.
2: Most of the time, Mm -hmm. I think that will be that would be a red card. From the F from the FA dot com. It is an offence if a player deliberately touches the ball with a hand or arm, for example, moving the hand arm towards the ball, right? That's what he did. And then sending off offences, denying the opposing team a goal or an obvious goal scoring opportunity by handball offence. Well, that second bit suggests that it should have been a red then No. And yeah. the second one is yeah, denying a goal or an obvious goal scoring opportunity to an opponent whose overall movement is towards the offender's goal by it was barely a
3: yard goal. out. I mean if it was eight yards out, six yards out, then maybe slightly differently. But it was you know, it was it was going in, it would have gone in.
2: Tell you what, maybe it balances out the Romero Cucurella hair tug. Like like all things, there's balance in life, right? Um I think Hoiberg had a really good game. I think I mean, his stats are 100% tackle success rate, 100% dribbles completed, 100% crosses completed, 82% pass accuracy, 80 touches, six out of mm. nine jewels won, five interceptions, five long balls. I love high interceptions because that means you are in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So he's performing really well this season, I think. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. underrated. And I, I,
1: what I liked about his game today was he really he drove with the ball quite well. And I'm not really seeing too much of that. I think his four passing is fantastic, but actually he got the ball and he carried it. And like, if he can add that kind of dimension to his game, like that does bring something else. But I don't know what the running stats were, but it looked like he, he covered a lot of ground, and it looked like he did a lot of sprints as well. Like when we broke, yeah, he was he was getting up, supporting the front three, which you don't see too much of from him. Like normally, like him and Bentacor both sort of sit, don't they? And your wing backs going on, but actually he was breaking forward and trying to join in, and he did have a couple of opportunities as well. Um, he played a beautiful pass in the first half. think it was after about 10 minutes that put came through and I think Joe Warrell got back and tackled him but that was a brilliant ball and you Mm. know complete defense splitting so another great game from Hoiberg like he's a good player like he's one of them I don't know why there are some fans that don't like him it it just seems to be like it's just him unfortunately like I, I don't get it. Like, he's a very, very good player. Like, Real Madrid were looking at him, aren't they, apparently? And they've got rid of yeah, Kassel. And it's like, as soon as you start hearing links like that, you think, well, he must, he must be quite good. Um, well, Ancelotti like tried to well. get him
3: at Everton, didn't he? We sort of pipped them yeah. to it.
1: And you, also, you don't come through, like, the Bayern Academy when Pep's a manager if you're not a good player. Like, that. you, like, you just don't. So, mm-hmm. it's nice It's nice that he's getting a bit more recognition now. Um, I think having Cor as a consistent midfield partner is allowing him to actually do a little bit more um you forget that they've only been playing together since January so it's like that relationship is is still quite new um I think Basuma's knocking on the door though for a start now I didn't think it was Benton Corr's best game I think the last few he's he's been okay but he's not not quite been there so I think Basuma sooner or later especially with all the fixtures that we've got coming up is going to be um he's going to be
2: getting ready to start he has to like. He's one of those. He's not going to make a massive impact off the bench. He just has to play, doesn't he? And it, are you getting frustrated with the lack of the new sign-in starting, or are you sort of okay with it, G?
3: No, I mean, if you, we shared the schedule, didn't we? In October alone, and it's terrifying. So we will see them. Um, it's, it's it's a funny thing. I was debating it with a mate the other day about Sonny and whether he should start today. And the weird thing about it is. I can understand why Conte's kept with the same team because on merit you can't drop any of them, I don't think, in terms of effort, in terms of just the way they the way they've taken his instructions and consistently perform. I think you can't drop a player if he's gonna if he's fit enough to play today. And it also Depending on the character, I mean, personality comes into it, of course, like it does in any sort of team structure, but you can imagine that would break Sonny if he wasn't in the starting lineup today. I can imagine he would... Re- I mean, he hurt enough coming off, didn't he, towards the end of the game. So I'm not surprised we haven't seen them, but I, equally, we've got West Ham midweek, we've got Fulham on Saturday, and the fixtures just come thick and far, so we, we will see them.
1: I really don't get this narrative of, like, Son needs to be dropped for Richarlison. I think it's mad. Like Richarlison yeah. has done great, in the games he's come on, like at Chelsea today as well, he's really come on and made an impact from the bench, which is re- that's exactly what you want from your subs, but like let's talk about our son needs some time out of the team so do me a favor he's one of the best players <laughs> if not the best player in his position in in the world like mm-hmm. he just hasn't scored for four games like yeah. it happens he's, he's i still think he's been playing pretty well it's not as if he's been an, an absolute liability and, and just dreadful he's just he's just not got the goals and it's like sometimes that happens with those players so i, I think there's been a bit of an overreaction there and we still don't know what Richarlison's going to be for Spurs yet. Like, he's done well since he's come on, but he's still a little bit of an unknown quantity for us. Like, why would you be taking Son out of the team? Like, breaking the Sun and Kane partnership, the best partnership ever in the Premier League. Like, it just seems a bit of a gut reaction that oh, we've spent this money on a new striker. He has to play. And it's like, like you say, Giles, with all the games coming up, like, all of those front, front five are going to get more minutes. So I think everyone just needs to calm down a little bit on that one
3: and it's and it's weird isn't it Jack because in the past the like the rhetoric has always been we're too reliant on Sonny and Kane and the truth is we're, we're not we're not we're not struggling to score goals at the moment it's just not always Sonny and Kane yeah. so which which yeah. way do you want it
1: exactly exactly but I thought Kulezewski was great again today by the way yeah. just like his overall linking of the game like he does He's so, so smart. much yeah the, the, the ball for the first goal you know just having that awareness but I really noticed it watching the game today like the amount of cover that he provides Emerson down that right hand side is just uh, I think that really goes under the radar, what he does for the team defensively, because Emerson rightly has been getting some plaudits about how well he started the season. And, and he has looked quite consistent in the opening four games. He's, he's not making mistakes or anything like that. But I do think Kulusevski being there in front of him is, is a massive, massive help because the defensive work he does is brilliant.
2: Yeah, we need to sign him. We need just to sign him on a permanent. because He's still on loan technically, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah that's, it's
3: an accounting, you know, preference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Through.
2: The um the Sun thing, yeah, I love it. Like this is the golden boot winner from last year. Like yeah. Sun, <laughs> give it till December. Arsenal won't be winning the league, and Sun won't be uh, uh won't be wasted. You know, uh, Liverpool scored nine yesterday, and Salah
3: did fuck all. So you know, let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's pile on him.
2: This is true. Um. Sanchez, again, I mean, if you said to me, Sanchez, Dyer, Davis is your back three centre-backs, you might be a bit worried, but actually, rock solid, dependable. Um, you know, and we, they're only going to get improved by Lengale and Romero, so that that's pretty good. Can Sanchez, we haven't conceded a goal with him in the back uh, back man, four, man. back three, for nine hours. Nine it says hours,
3: a
1: lot, yes. though, about the coaching. Like, mm-hmm. And you know how we've always oh. talked over the last few years about like these top teams and it's like, they've got these massive squads and doesn't matter who plays it's They just churn out the same performance. And I do actually get that vibe defensively from us now that mm. if a centre half drops out, you're naturally like, Oh God, like how can we cope without Romero or without Dyer or whoever it is? But actually, the next one comes in and they just seem to really know their jobs and everyone seems to know defensively the system, which gives you a lot more confidence that inevitably when, you, when a player does hit a bit of bad form or there's injuries or suspensions, there's someone ready to come in. Um, you would not think that Sanchez, like watching that game today, you'd think Sanchez has been part of that defence constantly for the last year. Um, so fair play to him to come in and do that it's just he just does not he doesn't make the mistakes that he used to make as much anymore and I yeah. don't know if that's the system if it's him maturing if it's Conte but it's the same with Eric Dyer. they just don't make those individual errors that they seemed to be making a couple of seasons ago um, it's just nice that we're defensively tough But like ASD I felt like we kind of share that that value didn't we that you want your team to be difficult to play against and you want to just be able to but, you know, if you're not playing well, to be like, well, we're not going to concede. And it's like, it's good that we've we, we're getting there with that kind of that kind of grit and that kind of resilience. Yeah, yeah. Did you see I mean,
3: the um? There were some charts shared. I think it was last week, and it was showing the average position of um opponent shots based by per club. And I think we're the furthest out. And I think I've seen a similar. I mean, I'm no fan of the XG stat. I think sometimes we just need to let, you know let stats not play a part in everything. But the XG stats basically share a similar. Uh, conclusion which is that to score against Spurs you know you're more likely to have to score a worldie than you are against other teams and I think that's what Conte's system does it enables people to support each other more than they have in the last few seasons so if they do make an error albeit a minor error someone's there to tidy up and that was really evident today with Forest I think at at times it looked like we had about eight players in in our own box and then would break on the counter but if that's the pragmatic way we need to get results then that's the way we've got to do it yeah. And
2: it works. Yeah, I mean, 10 Premier League games, three draws, seven wins, six clean sheets. And we played, what, Liverpool, Arsenal and Chelsea in those 10 games. Can't complain. Can't complain yeah. at all. Uh, Kane missing a penalty. That's going to go up there in, in the, you know, we keep that list of, I saw Defoe pass. We saw Friedel take a throw in. And now Kane missed a penalty, <laughs> first and 14. Yeah. But you have a look at the keeper, Henderson. He's he's placed six and he's only conceded one or something crazy like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: He's yeah. a good keeper, Henderson. It's just good keeper. You know, United, you just think you've got a great young goalie there. De Gea probably starting to go on the way out and his performance declining. You know, should With. they should they have kept Henderson this year or, you know, or is it actually next year? Because he's on loan, isn't he? It's not it's not permanent. Oh, is it? I thought it was permanent. I think, I think it's a loan. But he's a good keeper. It's good for England as well to, you know, have another goalie there that could be
2: pushing Pickford a bit. Oh, he's on loan, sorry. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, good for England. I think Dyer should be in that team as well. Because I we mm. did it last week, did not we? I just don't know who the centre backs are. Uh, any think, of their look, players? I was, I was just gonna say on
1: Dyer actually. I think Maguire being out of favourite United could be Dyer's route in. Because mm. Southgate's been one, hasn't he? That when you when you're out of the squad, it's very difficult to get in. You mm. need to be playing absolutely unbelievably to, to even be considered. But if Maguire doesn't play, then he, you can't pick him, you can't take him, so that could be Dyer's route. Yep,
2: yeah. yep, yep, yep. Any of their players catch your eye at all?
3: Um, Williams
2: looked good, didn't he? Yeah, I'm trying not to be biased. I, 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 know, I genuinely I think not i to serve you it. that one up. No, I, I think he's a very good footballer. Uh, I think he and he's young. I know, yeah. um, Johnson looks good as well. No. Uh, anything else? No, just
1: uh, there was some stuff, wasn't there, a couple of days ago, linking Aurier to Forest. I don't know if they've signed tree? him or is it is it done? Uh, no, I've heard it's. it's no, it's almost, not done, um,
3: but it's uh, close.
1: Which is like
3: what what a career path
1: that Sir has had. To, like, I just think they're like a few seasons goes at PSG, and he's, yeah. he's now going to be at Forest.
2: It's like it's incredible. He was captain at Villarreal, and they just let his contract run out, and now he's coming back. There must be something weird about him. I'm not sure what's just just going on there yeah I don't know what it is I'm not not saying it's a bad thing there just must be something there as well uh also my my last
3: um, sorry can I just say one more thing on the forest game the um the Richarlison showboating yeah there's a a quote during the rounds that I'm 99 percent sure was said by Cooper that's being um incorrectly uh credited as a Conte quote about how that's not welcome in my team. Have you seen it yet? Doing Come the rounds right. on social, there's this like quote about Conte apparently livid with Richardson, And it's a direct quote from Cooper. And if you search <laughs> the quote, you can see it attributed to both of them. It's a bit embarrassing, really. But of course, it's just going like wildfire. That's really so, um, modern journalism. There we go.
2: I'm all for both. I'm all for him doing it and Johnson taking him out. That's football. I love
1: yeah, it's one. It's one of those, right? If I'm, pl- if I'm playing on a Saturday afternoon and someone's doing that i'll quite i'm quite happily taking the booking and the 15 quid fine or whatever it is to just yeah. crunch someone but yeah. then on the flip side if if you've got a player like that in your team you love him, don't you it's like yeah. he's got he's got a lot of the diego costa vibes about him oh, I, awesome,
2: <laughs> I think romero is diego costa if we if we didn't yeah. have him i would hate him so much yeah. um we talk just quickly Man United, I, they're my favourite thing this season. Anthony for a million euros is—it looks like it's done. Um, it it's done according to uh, Romano, that's Riccio, Romano. insane. It's a, a crazy amount of money, and yeah. their squad now is what: Fernandes, Ericsson, Sancho, Ronaldo, um, Anthony, Rashford.
3: They still got Martial, Martial, somewhere.
2: yeah,
1: and they're still rubbish. I can't believe they're spending that amount of money. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if we spoke about this on the pod this season or not, or if I was talking to someone else. But there was some. There was an article that I was reading in the week talking about what leagues are best to buy from if you're a Premier League side and like value for money, output, all of that stuff. And the Portuguese league scored. It was. It was indexing really, really hard on these metrics because you can get players fairly cheap and actually what they go on to deliver for you or what you sell them on is fantastic and the worst league on there was the Dutch league really in terms of value for money what you're getting out of a player all of that Dutch league was at the bottom of it and it just got me thinking I was like there aren't actually that many players that have come from the Dutch league to the Premier League and have done well Mm. Suarez
3: yeah Suarez is probably the best isn't he that I can think of
1: it's not that many though is that if you think about the amount of players that do sign from that league how much money we are spending. It's not, but that type of money on a player from, oh, oh,
2: just, it it, I, just. Where did Van come from? He came from um,
3: Feyenoord, I think. Feyenoord, yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah. I mean, that's going back some, isn't it? If you think more recently, there was, um, was it Klassen, Klassen? That number yeah, uh, yeah. number 10 that Everton bought, he flopped. And then, of course. He was he was 30 up, million, yeah. Yeah, it was about 30-odd million, wasn't he? Yeah, he was big money. I think I think that 30 is their default fee, isn't it, for players? They signed about 20, 30 million players. Um, and uh, Der is it Donny uh, yeah, United? Alibic, he's yeah. yeah, I mean, he struggled. Moussa Dembélé. We are not falling out more. with you over Dembélé again. No, no, oh, no.
2: I, I don't mind. Uh, warm. Oh, it forgettable
1: it was interesting. It was interesting reading about it actually, and, and it was interesting seeing that the Portuguese league is, su- is such Jan. a success. Super Yan. Yeah, I'm doing wrong. There's, there are, you could go for any league, right? And there's going to be some good players. I just thought it was interesting, the val- the value for money and the way they were indexing it, just saying mm. it's like it's quite a high risk league. And I just if you can spend like 90 odd million on a player, like why are none of the absolute elite sides in the world in for someone if he's that good? That That's just always sort of my default answer with when you see sums of money like that. Like Why aren't City or Liverpool or Madrid or these teams going in for that if he's that good?
3: It just, yeah, but I mean, they've become a parody of their recent years, haven't they? United, look at the money they're spent. I mean, Casemiro's doubled his salary, Doubled yes, his Real yes. Madrid salary. I mean, that's yeah. insane. The lad's Did you see 30, that he's got five year contract. Yeah, do you see the
2: interview with him? Where I haven't was... seen
3: the interview, I've seen some quotes from it. He seems oh, over the moon, doesn't he? But he's what like, he was, yeah, I bet
2: he is. They asked him, like, what what do you think about not being in the Champions League? And he sort of looks down and laughs. And he's like, well, I've got five. That is the worst thing I want to hear. Like, I'm not that yeah. bothered. I can't be asked. I've got five. I don't need yeah. to be at a club that is going to challenge. <laughs>
3: I'm just going to take the money in Manchester. It's like Paul Ince when he was unveiled as the Reading manager. Do you see his quote? And they said, not... oh, what made you want to get into back into football management? And he said, I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really? Well, sell it in,
2: mate. Um, the Champions League draw happened. I mean, it did, well, Giles, we talked about this last week, Jack, but Giles, what, what did you want from it? Did you want the big names? Did you want a Bayern and an Inter and a Copenhagen? Or did you want what we got?
3: I think eight years ago, nine years ago, I wanted the big names. But now I think I I, I, I don't want to criticise people who wanted the big names because I get the glamorised. But I think it's a bit small club syndrome to think that way. And when the season after we qualified and Crouchy got that goal at City, i wanted the big names but actually if you want to be taken seriously liverpool fans aren't out there looking for the glamour ties they want to get through the group they want to get the big names further down the line they want to have a go at winning it and as unrealistic as that might sound i think that's the mindset we need to adopt under conte so yes i love i love the sound of the music under the lights munich whoever it might be but i think that opportunity will come and it will come in the you know the latter stages not now i'm quite happy for once, to feel like we had the rub of the green in the group draw.
2: Any, I mean, Frankfurt, Sporting, Club de Portugal and Marseille, are there any particular teams you'll be looking out for? I mean, Marseille are full of Marseille, ex-gun yeah. players, aren't they? But apart yeah, from that, they really are.
3: They've got Sanchez, haven't they, Now,
2: Loads of them. It, it, it yeah. can't, couldn't have been much better for us, though, really. Apart from Marseille, it could have been like Bruges or Copenhagen or something, but or Maccabee
3: Haifa, but yeah.
2: it doesn't get much better than that now.
3: You know, I'm happy. I'm happy. I think we should all be happy. I I accept, you know, Real Madrid at home would be lovely, but we'll have that in the quarters, mate. It's fine. This is true. What
1: I would what I would just add on the on the draw is that it does give me a few flashbacks to that group stage that we went out when we had what was it? Um Monaco, Leverkusen. Do you remember CSK, Moscow and we went out, didn't we? Where there wasn't a big name mm. and I think we were a little bit complacent going into that, just thinking, yeah, like we'll get through this and all of a sudden you lose your first home game and then you're in a bit of trouble. So we've got to be careful. Like None, none of those sides, what we don't have is like a whipping boy in the group. Do we? Like yeah. There isn't a really, really weak side. You just think we'll beat them home and away. Like every game is going to be a bit awkward and a little bit tough and I could actually see whoever wins that group, the team going through with not as many points as maybe everyone would expect because there'll probably be quite a few draws. So I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, but in terms of progressing out of the group, Yes, from that point of view, very, very happy. Yeah,
3: We'll lose games. We will lose at least a game or two in this group, surely, away from home especially. And I, I think was... complacency it will creep in. And, you know, obviously that's the biggest worry. And I don't feel any minute think it's going to be easy by saying, oh, we got lucky, because actually every team you've got there is there on merit. I mean, Frankfurt qualifying, I know upset a few people, but that route in via Europa League or whatever it's called now. Um but they're not going to be easy games. And actually, under, under any of our previous three or four managers, I'm probably more concerned than I am under Conte, because I don't think he's going to really allow complacency to kick in, or he might do for 45 minutes max, and then yeah. he'll, he'll sort them out.
1: When you If you win your three home games, you get through,
2: really, yeah. in the Champions yeah. League. It's a bit of an unwritten rule. I, I don't think we'll lose. I, I think we'll have some boring... I think we'll have a few slow starts and then get into them in the second half. But I, I don't see us losing those games. The problem is, however... The fixture list is just gone crazy, isn't it? Now we are playing every three or four days. It's literally twice a week now until Christmas, and ignoring the international break. So we've got West Ham, Fulham, Marseille, Man City, Sporting, Leicester, Arsenal, Frankfurt, Brighton, Frankfurt. But that's pretty tough. Um West Ham, how do you feel about West Ham? Not we all know how we feel about West Ham, but how do you feel about the game? It's away, their place,
3: under lights, Wednesday. It's always tough, isn't it? Mm. One of the best to win. But it's always tough, and they'll have that new Brazilian lad, won't they, Paqueta? I heard someone say recently that they'll earlier today their midfield is now a packet of crisps and a packet of rice. Fuck that joke, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm I'm not having them. I I just don't see it. They've they've been terrible. I know they just won one nil, but mm. we it should be beating this team. Is Antonio playing? Player. You know him
1: score even if he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like West Ham away for us is a really, really tricky game. Um, we we'll have to play well to win there. Like I yeah. couldn't imagine. We know we've been able to grind out a few results so far this season. I think like we're gonna have to go there and play well on Wednesday night to get a result. They will be so up for it. They will sit in and play us on the break, and you know, like it. The it's for us to go there and beat them. I think if we're passive in any way in that game, it, it could be very, very difficult. But It's a great opportunity for us to go there. Like, West Ham haven't had a great start to the season. Like, imagine going there and beating them 3 0 or something. You're really making a statement in a derby, like, actually, Mm. we're just too good for you. We're just going to dispatch you. Like, that would be a really, really great thing for us to do. But it's always tight, isn't it? Like, those games, those Mm. derbies, they're never easy. But you have to be going into it with confidence, just given the results and that that
2: we've had so far. Right. I think we're going to batter them. I'm, I'm. To be honest, I'm more worried about Fulham and um, yeah. what's his face up front, Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Mm. Yeah, he, he just looks like he bullies players. But we should mm. have Romero back. M- Romero versus Mitrovic will be amazing. Yeah, that'll be, oh yeah. At least um... three
3: red cards between them. <laughs> <laughs> like West Ham. I'm going look. to that. I'm going to that. I'm looking forward to that. Are you?
2: Yeah. Let's see if I can find the ticket. Um, tickets are hard to come by because they've changed how you buy them now. Because you don't buy them individually. If you don't have a season ticket, you, you buy them in batches. So if you miss the day of the batch, you miss Can you
1: can you buy them? Because I think so. I'm not going, and I think my ticket's going to spare. But mm. you, you have to be a member, I Didn't you? to is well, that how it, I don't know. How it all works can,
2: for transferring. You can you, officially. You can also screenshot the digital pass and just send it as a photo to someone. Like that's not a problem. uh Registering my interest, though, Jack. Um, cool. He'll go to the highest bidder It's the new StubHub <laughs> Oh God They were bad days weren't they
3: West Ham then 3-0 no. for me Jack
2: 2-1 uh,
3: I was going to say 2-1 I'll say 1-0 then For a bit of variety oh, But I think we'll win it if It's going to be tight And horrible
2: mm. and Then Fulham Fulham They've only won one game Drawn one Lost two um, scored six Conceded six we're like looking like we're going to win. But what? Um, how are you feeling about that?
1: I think Fulham will be interesting because when you've got the midweek game, this is where the squad comes into it. Because it's like mm. uh, you, you can't see a world where Kane and Son play 90 minutes Wednesday and then 90 minutes Saturday. Like realistically, with all the games coming up, he's going to have to start rotating a little bit. So, it'll be interesting to see the impact that has. It's the same for Fulham as well. So, the logic would be well, we might have to make a few changes. Fulham will have to make a few changes. The players we can bring in are significantly better than the players Fulham can bring in. But there's often a bit of legginess, isn't there, about these Saturday games after a a midweek match? So, I think that this will actually be quite a low scoring game. I could see it being a 1 0, a 1 1, that type of match where you're going to need a bit of a moment of magic. But I'm confident because we're defending well that we'll, we could keep another clean sheet in that game. So that might be just a match where, a bit like the Wolves game, it's not maybe the most free flying football, but you just get the goal and you're solid and you win it 1 0.
3: So Fulham have got Brighton on Tuesday. I was just looking it up. Yeah. So they've got an extra day, but they've got a tough game. That's a tough game, isn't it? I mean, it's at home, but, Brighton. Yeah. But, um, it's Saturday, three o'clock, isn't it? I love just love the return of three o'clock Saturday. The Southampton game, the atmosphere was just in, immense. I mean, I know it always is first game of the season, but it was immense. And I just think that that carries the team in a way that, you know, will benefit us hugely on the day. I can see us winning two or three. I think three nil is realistic. Not yeah, yeah. to underplay the threat that Fulham have in their ranks, but I just think at home, our ground is, is a bit of a fortress these days.
2: Yeah, and I'd like to see some of the new players get on, like Basuma starting and things like that. Cool. A uh, couple of things. Transfers, a bit of a mad one. We got linked to uh, Dan James. Didn't understand that one, nice. but but I think so. Gattuso said at a press conference. I think today they're talking to him about Brian Gill, because um, they're waiting for him. They're waiting for us to find a replacement, as in us, as in Spurs, uh, because mm. it's, it's pretty much done their side. Uh, where's he going? It's not Villarreal. Is it Real? Uh, Valencia Valencia sorry yeah um, And so it's pretty much I are just waiting For a replacement It's weird to find A replacement for a player That we never played <laughs> <laughs> no. so, so strange Like Brian Gill Is one of the weirdest Footballers I've
1: ever seen yeah. Like you just I feel like he could Have really done With a loan spell In England To be honest 100%. Just like He's got good technical attributes are pretty good, just need maybe just need to toughen it up a little bit and like get used to what football's going to be like here. But mm. going back to Spain, like if he goes back and plays, fantastic, and gets minutes like he did the second half of last season. But um, I just struggle to see like in a Conte system and in,
2: in the Premier League where a player like that fits in. I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't get the Dan James connection. I'm not a biggest fan. He he's proper. He's just pace, and he's got no end product, and it really irritates me. I know he's Welsh and all that, but uh, I actually... assume
1: I assume that he's a, that he would classify as a homegrown player. So that's that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. kind of logic because we're yeah. we're borderline, aren't we? We're winks going. We're you know we're right on the minimum criteria yeah. to be able to pass that. So you'd imagine if we do make another sign and it's going to be someone that would help us with that quota a little bit. Yeah,
3: a I don't know. Point. I see. I, I, I understand that Dan James is on a list, but he's quite a way down. That's the way I've seen oh, it fine. reported. And I think he's below, um, again, if me and ASD can have a little row about this one, below Adama. I hey, remember I having just... it out with you and Chris, and I think if you're talking about someone with pace and not a lot of end product, I'd sooner have a Dharma just for the utter chaos that he would bring on that <laughs> right hand side. I was just about to than say than Dan James. He must be available for a, you know relatively tiny fee as well. He's only got a year left on his contract. He can't get in the Wolves team. Hey, bring I'm him converted. in. I'm
2: I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm converted as well. Just bring him in. Get him at Sam Maximum. I know we've been linked with him in the past. I don't think he's going to move now because Newcastle are on the way up. But yeah, get Trevor in. Just something different because you can see him playing just swap him out for Kulisevsky in a
3: different game and just let him do what he does Cause he and was I think with someone like Adama no one's ever really doubted his professionalism end product whatever fine I get that and the stats don't make him look too pretty but actually Just imagine the space he will create and the defenders he will free up on behalf of Sonny to go in around the back or Kane to get some more space and time on the ball. I mean, Kane could have had a hatful today if he was just given a half a second longer on the ball. He looked a bit slow at times, only slow in terms of getting the shot off, not in his overall performance. And I just think bringing someone like him on, given there's five subs in that, you know, why the fuck not? Don't we just chuck him on for 10 minutes? Because there's no one who can physically cope with someone like him coming at you at pace so I'd sooner we just put in a 10 million pound bid for him mm. it
2: the it, it annoys me though that he says he's never been to the gym to do weights of, of course he has like it, it it's ridiculous there, there's videos of him in Barcelona where he's just skinny and he says he, he just gains mass quickly yeah mm. he's done, he did it, he's done a Goretzka and not he he's been on some program like there's just
1: it has to have been I'm not Dude, sure about Adama to be honest like I'm not his biggest fan but if you can get him for a cut price fee then it sort of is worth the risk you know if you if you talk about the money that you mentioned there, 10-15 mil then it seems like well why not take a bit of a gamble on him for that that type of cost mm-hmm. um, I still think that we could do with a, mid, a central midfielder that offers us something a little bit different to what we've got. That would be the absolute dream to go and get someone. I think I said this a few weeks ago, Not maybe not necessarily him, but someone more in the James Madison kind of mould, I think would be an, a nice addition. But if we don't get that player, I don't think it's the end of the world. But that's the only area that I look at us and think, if we do have a lot of the ball and a team defend deep, do we have somebody in the centre of the park that could offer us something a little bit different. Maybe not, but then you'd argue we don't need it. Um, but that would be a dream to get a player like that. I, I do think that we that there, there will be something that we will try and do before the end of the window. I can't... I do, with, with everything that's going on, there's a lot of big moves aren't there? apparently it's going to be... I, I feel like it wouldn't be Spurs and it wouldn't be Levy if we weren't involved with something um, in yeah. the last few days. Well, Inter Milan
3: haven't managed to flog any big-name players, have they? And they need to sell, so... You know, who knows? That bastoni thing might pick up again. Mm. Well,
2: it's, it's it's good to hear it's not like the Levy show anymore as well. Like it is the Paraticci show and it, it just feels very mature how we're doing it now. Paraticci as director of football, directing football and getting in the players that we want, um, getting in, but also the supporting staff as well, getting in the uh set piece coach and that's paying dividends already, things like that. Uh I wanted to say this it's we're recording on Sunday night. It is seven years to the day since we signed Hyungmin Son. Man, oh, and seven years? Seven years. But we've been through phases. Oh, it also looks like Reggie to Atletico Madrid is done loan, no buy. Good for him, mm. right? Just get him out, get him gone. Good for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, so Son, he's gone through phases. He came through as just like the the weird one. Then he had his, oh, he's getting better, but he had his ginger barnet, like the big hair, the, like, like Jisung Park hair. And then now he's gone a bit more slimline, streamlined, and he's, one of the best players in the world. Uh, I still think he's the best foreign player Spurs have ever signed because I don't know, yeah. I don't know who else who it yeah. would be. Um, but I'm asking for your favourite memories of him. I've got three down. I'm sure they'll come up. But your favourite memories of Hyung lin Son. That's great. I'll start. My favourite solo goal of his is the one against Chelsea. Delhi oh, goals so, down the so. right.
0: Yeah, yeah, Caps yeah. On With the, the byline. He yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: like brings yeah. him in, nails him, cuts in yeah. on the left, sells David Luiz, David Lewis went out the stadium and then beats everyone, at, beats Keffa at the near post. That was pretty special. Was that at Wembley? Yeah. 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 I don't know why I wasn't at that game. I had the season ticket then. I must have been away. I think i been in China. With the um, Chelsea that day as so well, it was 3-1, when it, oh,
1: but that was not I a 4-0, was that
2: 4-0 game. It was incredible. Mm. That, the reason I like that one is because the burnley one is obviously amazing but it's a straight line and he just beats a couple of people with pace a bit like the um bale a Copadel del Rey goal. but this one was like he beat a player with smart thinking then burned him for pace close control for david louise and then an excellent finish so i'm about that go on any yeah, others that's that e- well that's mean? easily
3: mine because it was so unexpected not to say that anyone expected burnley to happen but when you saw that straight line knowing his pace and ball control it wasn't as much of a surprise, but I still—I mean, I wasn't at the game, but I still remember watching the the Chelsea game and thinking, to like, just out on the flank, just thinking, there's no chance. Why is he running down the flank? Of all our players, and with all his talent, and I love him to bits. He does get muscled off the ball sometimes if you catch him off pace, and I just remember just just ah oh, just enjoying it so much more than the Burnley goal. Yeah, it's exquisite. The only—I mean. Uh, you've stolen my card there uh, a little bit. So the only one I can add to that just from recent memory was the North London derby behind when, you know, when the stadium was starting to open up again during the pandemic, simply because the technique for that goal wasn't, wasn't new to us, but it was more the distance. It felt like it was twice as far out than any of his, but you knew it was going in as soon as he hit it. Such a big goal, such a big game. So I think uh, if I have to choose a different one, it would be that. That was two years
2: ago. That's madness. It? it was December 2020. Oh, yeah, got it. Uh, um,
1: I think mine. He scored an absolute screamer at Wembley against West Ham in a one-all draw. Yeah, Pedro Obiang scored one of the best goals I've ever seen for West Ham from about 35 yards maybe just on the half volley and Hugo didn't even move and it looked like he went in through the side netting but it was an absolute screamer and Sun scored an equally great goal in the second half um yeah he was giving it to the West Ham fans when he he scored um but probably my favourite moment were the two goals away at City in the Champions League there's two goals in about five minutes wasn't it um Mm. one where he the first five minutes yeah, he, he hit the first one, didn't he? And it, it was a little bit scuffed and went in under Edison and the second one where he bent it like in the top corner, used Delhi as a shield and like bent it in the top corner. And like that was just a mad game. And for him to score a couple in that was um was brilliant. So probably those two would be my
3: favourites. He always does well against City, doesn't
2: he?
1: And Dortmund,
3: yeah. actually.
2: Dortmund was the Dortmund. other one. Yeah, yeah, Dortmund because he scored two against Dortmund, didn't he? Um, yeah, identical, weren't they? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, which was five years ago, which was, which oh. is utter nuts. Yeah, right. Um, random one. I just have to remember he got racially abused against Millwall when we played them in the in oh, the yeah. last FA Cup fixture, and he just responded by scoring a hat trick, which yes. I thought was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He scored a brilliant one against City last August, a year ago. Do you remember where he he picks it up, and I think he's facing up. Nathan Aki just cuts in and just does what he does. It's like Robin, just top yeah. top bins. With his mm. Beautiful, doesn't he? It is power, but it's not power. Well, he scored in the first English. game of the season against City last year as well, didn't he? He likes <laughs> it. well, he scored the first goal of in Wembley, didn't he? For, at, uh, no, at the new stadium. Yeah, yeah against, against the, Palace. Yeah, against Palace, and then against City in the first Champions League game at the new stadium, mm. which is pretty good. So he scores in big games, did not he?
1: You go going for does. all of this, and it's a lot of like oh cup quarterfinal or north london dub whatever like he does he does step up in those big moments he's been an incredible but like honestly if we go back if we went back sort of probably three three seasons ago i was quite critical of Sun and was like he doesn't he doesn't score enough like he can go to another level and um wow has he done that like he's gone to a whole he's taken his game to a whole
3: nother level like What, what did we what did we pay for him 20 27 ish something like that yeah, incredible. A, th- a third of a Pepe. Is that a third of Pepe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know. Prices have gone up. Or a quarter. Of it's a, it's a about Anthony, what Casemiro
1: whatever. earns in a day yeah. at Manchester United, <laughs> isn't it? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twenty-two million. I mean,
0: oh, wow.
3: yeah
1: Amazing.
0: What a player! In
1: fact, we've got him on a long-term deal as well. Still, haven't we? He Signed that? Was it last season? He's signed for another yeah. three and a half years or whatever. Like, so he, he's probably going to play most of his career out at. Spurs, which is incredible. He also strikes me as a player that, like, even at, like, 37, 38, he'll still be rapid. You know, like, Avardi's not lost his pace. And you just get those players, don't you, that just are always, always quick, like, and they just seem to stay the same level.
2: He strikes me as he'll be one of those. And he's 30 now, so it's not like he's got one big move in it, but he, we're not going to sell him. So I feel I just, I want him to win something with us, just because yeah. he's, he's committed so much. It, more than I want Kane to win something with us, weirdly. I just... I love that man. I just think he's absolutely brilliant. And he, he is massive. i he's I just signed with Burberry, isn't he? He's just signed a couple of deals, but apparently if you go anywhere in South Korea, it's just Jungmin's on everything. He's on everything.
3: Just Google how many shirts we sold whilst on our tour in the summer. I won't try and remember what they were because I'll get it wrong. But it's insane how many shirts were sold. Insane.
0: Um, and even now,
3: I think I think on every every home game they sell I can't remember what it is half a million pounds worth of son seven shirts i mean it's, it, whatever it is it's just absurd the yeah. um the
1: one thing about son that i i still don't believe is that he's six foot and like i'm just like like he no, just doesn't not. look six foot <laughs> like he just doesn't it's like he's like taller yeah. than Mikel antonio and i'm just like that just doesn't seem right
2: it's weird isn't it yeah <laughs> anything else it's be i feel pretty good as a spurs fan like we, we yeah. haven't the only thing i was going to say was we haven't played it doesn't feel like we've we've played well we're not we're not beating anyone 9-0 at the moment but we're doing enough to we're doing enough are you happy yeah. with that i
1: think yeah. so like, like i i agree with that I, there's not been any games where i've come and been like we were outstanding we just we just been we just efficient that's what we've been so far and we're just like we're getting those results It's something that over the years we've never been good at doing that and grinding out a game like so I think Conte even said it didn't he, in his interview after the game this is a game historically that Tottenham wouldn't have won and it's like actually that's very very true um you don't want to peak too early like we need to grow into the season I wonder like with the fixture congestions coming up actually maybe us not being at 100% to start with might be a good thing you know when we review it in six weeks it's almost like people that are running a marathon or whatever you don't you don't come out the traps at 100 mile an hour do you try and build it up talking as if I ran one um um, but so yeah it gives us a lot of optimism for sure like we know we can we can do better like we know I haven't played great but like we know that those levels will come
2: because we saw it at the end of last season Mm. yeah yeah yeah. and we're winning based on our ability and our and the way that we play football rather than emotion which is where Arsenal are, frankly, like they almost lost yesterday. They were, well, they almost drew yesterday. Like they they got out by the skin of their teeth and that will crumble very well when we play them in very, very soon. So, But you think with them,
1: like when when your highs are that high, what are your lows going to be? When you lose two on the bounce, how low are your lows going to be? And it's like, it does feel like they're a, a bit of a dangerous level of like they've done great by the way four wins out of four you can only beat what's in front of you so you have to say fair play um but it's four games in a game season so you do there does need to be a se- we're two points behind them yeah. and it's yeah. like you know you need, you do need to bear that in mind like, you lose a game at the minute and you can be seventh just because mm. you know like brighton are level on points of us like that that is so it's like you can get carried away but you do need to be fairly constant with your level of emotion and they are so high at the minute that yeah, I wonder, it'd be interesting to see how they, because they will lose a couple of games. Of course, they will. How will they respond? We'll
2: see. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a really damaging, damaging like October, I think it is. Mm. They're
3: just playing everyone. Uh, that's it. Any other business? No. Can I give a quick shout out to Chesham Ladies, please? We went to their first home game today. They sadly lost 2 1, but they put in a great shift. And um, there was a 30 yard free kick from the brilliant Kate Bowers. So, quick shout out to her.
2: The Chesham Ladies, yeah? That's it. We well, let's follow him. I've been looking for like a, a second team for the pods. Let's follow Chesham Ladies. Love it. Um. All right. Well, Chris should be back next week, but should be four of us moving forward. So that'll be really good. But thank you both. Thank you for your time. Uh, it's great time to be a Spurs fan, and never forget the future's bright. The future's really white. Come on, you Spurs.
1: I
3: always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized, until today, just how important it is.
1: Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world.
0: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the track and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsmann. We are the collective gasp. The intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That
1: is schoolboy's own stuff.
0: We are Blanchflower, Flower, Ardilis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.